Hello and welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-hosts. In addition to being on this podcast, she's also good with the ketchup, Whitney Nelson. That's me, except for I actually hate ketchup. Oh, I learned something new today I learned. <laughs> and this, this one is actually just super relevant to what we talked about right before we went live. Here comes the super cat, Eric Hall. Hey, that's funny because I have a lot of cats like in the house right now. And that was maybe one of the standout lines of this film. Just Keanu Reeves playing with a cat, flying it around. Not a nice cat, but hey. Sure. Up top. <laughs> I, I, I did not bury the lead on this one, team. <laughs> um, let's just get this out of the way. I want to mention, as always, you can find the website at coolbreezepod.com. Email us, coolbreezepod at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod, as so many of you have done um, over the past week. Thanks for all uh, of reaching out and everything like that. If you're watching live on Periscope or Twitch, which is a thing that we're regularly going to do now, you can chime in with your two cents. Have us read your comments out loud. Zoe, we see you. I see you're very tired. Hopefully you can get through most of this before going to bed. Uh, it won't take us very long. <laughs> right. Uh, you can, you know, feel, feel free to comment. You can either agree with us or maybe we will debate you. This, this film, probably not too much debate. Just going to be honest. And then uh, finally, if you want to be excellent to us, please share the show with your friends. Rate and review us on iTunes. Bring more folks into the fray. We've seen a huge uptick in subscribers over the past few weeks. So thank you all for that. So with all that out of the way, Eric... Would you mind telling us what we're here to talk about today? Thanks, Andrew. Today we're talking about the film Generation Um. Uh-huh. The plot synopsis from IMDb. Three adults during a single day in New York City, one filled with sex, drugs, and indecision. This was written and directed by Mark Mann. Prior to this, he directed a documentary called Finishing Heaven and a short film called Making a Living. Uh, since then, he's worked primarily as an editor. Hmm. I'm assuming not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <clears throat> Co-starring along Keanu, alongside Keanu is Bojana Novakovic as Violet and Adelaide Clemens as Mia. Hmm. Whitney, how are the critics and audiences digging this movie? <laughs> um, Eric, they're not. <laughs> We have a 0% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> is that a first? Yes, it is a first. That's not, there isn't a critical score because there weren't enough critical reviews. That is 0% with critical reviews. Ooh, that is, wow. that hurts. All right. And uh, a 22% audience score. So I I'd, I don't have the big uh, data machine in front of me like Andrew does, but I would assume that that is the lowest rated thing that we've had yet that has both critic and audience score. Certainly critically. <laughs> that, that I, yeah. I cannot believe, I cannot believe it, that it's 0%. It's crazy. And, and I'd want to talk to those, whoever's in that 22% audience score, I want to talk to those people. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got a quote from Frank Sheck of The Hollywood Reporter, who says, Meandering and affected, this tedious character study is as aimless as the lives it depicts. Uh, Valerie T., who's a user on Rotten Tomatoes, gave it 0.5 out of 5 stars and says, A really bad film. No plot, bad acting, terrible characters. Keanu, why? Who funded this? Who are the people that let this happen? I wish I could unwatch this. <laughs> Valerie, coming in hot. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of the show, Zoe, uh, sent in a listener review and says, Guess what? I've seen the first 20 minutes and turned it off. I love Keanu and bless him for taking chances, chances with the projects he chooses, but this was not a good 20 minutes. I won't even start on Keanu's hair. And I will tell you what, Zoe, the 20, first 20 minutes were probably the best part. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Yeah. Well, don't don't forget about the reveal. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't I mean, don't forget <laughs> about it or don't remember. Uh -huh. I don't know what you want to do with that reveal. 
Whitney, I thought you were joking around last week at the end of last week's episode when you said you caught about the first you know, figurative five seconds of this film and it was pretty uh -huh. bad. And was, turns out was, you were not yeah. you were not fooling around at all. I was not. It is hard to get through. It was <sighs> even harder the second time. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I skipped the first 15 seconds, so I didn't have to deal with that shit again. Who would like to go first? I, I am I am so curious about what what people have to say about this film. All right. Well, for me, the whole debate is is it worse than Ellie Parker? <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that I had in my notes back and forth on like pros and cons of Ellie Parker is the worst movie or Generation Um is the worst movie. Um it was very hard to decide, and I still really haven't. I feel like they're both aimless and feel like student films in that they have no point to exist. Mm -hmm. And they're both very much like student film sort of doing this for a real kind of character study type things. But you don't learn anything about anyone involved that is any sort of growth or change or reason why we're looking at this particular point in their lives. There are lots of movies that have been like a day in the life and have done very, very well with it. This is not one of those movies and neither is Ellie Parker. <laughs> this I found better overall in composition and casting than Ellie Parker. I mm -hmm. hated every person in, in Ellie Parker and this one at least there was a few side characters. I mean I hated the guy in the diner but I thought he was interesting and well done. Uh, the waitress in the diner was yeah. the most captivating person in the whole movie. <laughs> um, I thought that Keanu's like little baby roommate was interesting. Like even if I didn't like them they were more compelling than in Ellie Parker for me. But also the handheld super close-up stuff made me very nauseated a couple of times because I don't do well with shaky handheld stuff and it's like super super close up so I don't know I, this one Ellie Parker is kind of A to B of a day that doesn't mean anything or do anything and this is like a, a memento version of a day that doesn't mean anything or go anywhere or do yeah. anything so um, it's even less coherent in that fact of, with like the jumping around in time and whatnot. And uh, in Ellie Parker, she's at least trying to get somewhere or do something in this. No one's trying to do anything. <laughs> so I still don't know where I stand on which movie is, is worse out of all of the movies that we've seen and probably tied for the two worst movies I have ever seen, period. Wow. This is a dubious honor. I don't know which is worse, Generation Um or Ellie Parker. Right. Keanu is the tie that binds, wow. you know? So. Yeah, at least Keanu's in this one more. <laughs> right. Even if that's not really good for Keanu. No, he's in <laughs> certainly not at all. So that's what I have to say about this movie. Great. So I'm assuming, I didn't do any research, I'm assuming that this was... He lost a bet or <laughs> like his agent's kid was in film school. So, I have no idea what happened. So here. Jamie did not watch the movie, but was in the other room infuriated at the movie the whole time. He screaming and yelling and like, I can't believe how bad this movie is. And at one point got up and dropped what he was doing to Google who made this movie because he was so convinced that it was like a 22-year-old passion project in film school kind of a thing. Yeah. And then he said, this is, this is a grown man. Uh, <laughs> a man with a family thought that this was a good idea to make as a film. Um, <laughs> which made it exponentially worse for him. I don't know what else, because like we, we talked about, you know, if he looks into a movie, I can't know anything because I don't want to spoil any trivia. But um, I don't know any more beyond that. But it is a... a a, a grown-ass man made this movie. This is not a film project. Zoe uh, joked in the chat that this is another case where maybe his assistant signed the contract. So, <laughs> he, I, 
this very much feels like a somehow Keanu got tricked into it sort of a thing. Yeah, if you don't get that reference, yeah. that's to The Watcher. Uh, another, I, I mean, comparatively, an excellent film to this one. Oh my one. god, I would watch <laughs> The Watcher every day compared to this film. Right. He was tricked into doing that. His 365 viewings of The Watcher before I watch this one again. Okay, there we go. All right, Eric. I don't have a whole <laughs> lot to say about this. Let, let me pull back the curtain for the listeners. Um, before we record every episode, Andrew has a, a set of show notes. And in this section, he provides some uh, categories that you might want to talk about <laughs> for this film. So I'll just go over them really broadly. Um, pacing. This movie is slow as F. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. It's really goddamn slow. Uh, Plot. There there is no plot, and I don't say that to be hyperbolic or ironic. Yeah, that's not facetious. Yeah. Literally, there's no plot. At least Ellie Parker's plot is she's trying to get a job in movies. There's a segment of this movie where you watch Keanu Reeves eat a muffin (laughs) real time. That's... (laughs) That is a that is a whole part of this movie. Um, there's another segment where he wanders around with a video camera filming squirrels. Mm-hmm. That is a thing that happens in this film. Um, character development, there is none. The characters, I mean, you know, arguably it's one day. You could say whatever you want to say about that. Um, but as Whitney pointed out, there are plenty of movies that take place in one day and still have an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, originality of story. I, there's not really a story there's here. There's no um, story. I mean, <laughs> there's no motivation. Yeah. No one has any motivation. We learn some backstory through a lot of exposition about characters, but we don't know what they want now. We don't know what they want today. Literally, it's not even like, I got to make this $200 for rent. There is no end game for any character in this movie. We don't know what any of them actually want or desire. Uh, I mean, as far as, quote unquote, the story, it feels super navel gazy in the way that, like, whoever wrote the script... If there was a script, I don't know if this was some sort of weird mumblecore experiment. <laughs> yes. Um, certainly seems that way. But It, it feels, would make so much more yeah, sense if it was. <laughs> it would. But it, it feels like an opportunity for this person to show off their, like, I don't know, their bullshit philosophy. Um, there are moments where Keanu's character is just sort of waxing philosophical about nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. And and the the girls, and uh, I don't know, we may talk more about the girls. We may not. They, we don't need to. But they're such a, I don't know. It's so empty, all of this. They're like broken women or whatever. And it's like their sad backstories or their sad need for attention or their sad whatever, but we still don't actually learn anything about them or what they want. So it still doesn't actually give you any story. It doesn't get, make them like deep characters just because they have a sad backstory. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes nowhere. They're almost cliches of like the sad backstory girl in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, again, want to spoil the ending. <laughs> I mean, we're going <laughs> to. Maybe it's you not can. a spoiler. It's if not you want a spoiler. To. We're not, not really even going to talk about it like it's a spoiler. Okay. I, I did not realize, did I miss something that they were sex workers? Was that established early on? Did I just miss no, that? It no. It was. Okay. So that was a reveal, quote unquote. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it w- I knew it early on because of the relationship with Keanu as their driver and having known people who are sex workers and been in that situation before, that weird, unlikely friendship from people who are 
totally different personalities and ages and whatever that does pop up from that. So mm-hmm. that uh, occurred to me, yeah. but it was never explicit. Yeah, I mean, once it once that was established, it made sense. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think it broke any of its own rules. But my point was that the cliche of these like broken ladies and and their sex workers, it was just like it's so stereotypical. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sure what they thought that reveal was going to do. Um, and then Andrew would also like to know what we think about the technical work, <laughs> like cinematography, etc. And this movie is a student film. It's mostly um, garbage. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, later they told somebody they used the the like dogma 95 rules i don't know if you guys are familiar with those um but they're basically like all natural lighting sound yeah. it has to be diegetic that kind mm-hmm. of stuff it, it was kind of an, an art school experiment that like lars van trier and harmony corinne were involved in i wouldn't be surprised if once the movie was done this director told people that's what he was doing <laughs> but i think he's just a shitty director <laughs> <laughs> it was art it's art sure so half of it I, I mean i'm literally gonna step on my plot of the movie synopsis after pop quiz right now because there's no plot so it's about two paragraphs worth and i'm about to step on it but halfway through the movie ish keanu steals a video camera <laughs> so fun and that's when you get all of these scenes like him filming squirrels super close up or him filming a pillow or whatever uh, no, nothing filming nothing like it's found footage type stuff but because this movie is not cut in order you get shaky handheld cuts of nothing before he actually gets the camera and then there's scenes that are like Eric said real time eating food <laughs> yep which if i wanted to watch someone eat food real time i would just invite someone over for some food that is not why i'm uh, watching films <laughs> yeah and he ate that muffin or cupcake or whatever it is that was a really weird way to go about that like a bite out of the side and then kind of from the bottom it was weird I just didn't approve of any of it. He was saving that muffin top for the end. <laughs> I guess. Duh. It is the best part, but... I also had a just a quick internet question. Yeah. Is this movie where, like, the sad Keanu meme comes from? Because it felt like he was that character in that meme. Yeah. This is... So this movie is right in that era. I don't think it was for this movie, but... uh it is it is that that time there's also okay. the meme of the stealing the video camera you'll see like this is you know you see these fake memes about like this is when keanu stole a paparazzi's video camera it's like no it's just a still from this movie <laughs> where he literally did it's so stupid all right yeah but we are firmly in sad keanu time frame currently gotcha I have a couple I have a couple thoughts I guess I could throw in. I agree with everything that's been said so far. I'm just here nodding and nodding along and and <laughs> and so is Zoe in the chat, which is great. I feel like the pitch for this movie was this guy because uh, there was some there it's not one of those things where like you look at it, you're like, wow, all the money's on the screen, right? Like that is not that is clearly not what's going on here, but like, there is some budget behind this. You watch the credits roll. A lot of people were involved in this thing, which is insane mm-hmm. to me. I feel like the director came in and he's got a whiteboard. He First line, he writes Keanu Reeves. And then the people there are like, oh, oh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he's like, ennui. And people are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then under that, he writes malaise. And they're like, holy shit. And they're like, and he's named John. And people go, oh, my God. And they freak out. And they're like, here's the money. Make the movie. And that's it. So, and but that's all the guy had. This is like, I don't write f- feature films, but I'm like adjacent to to it. 
And this is like a, it's like a mood board or a storyboard, but then they mm -hmm. forgot the story. Like a lot mm -hmm. of the shots and the lighting and all this stuff conveys a mood, but there's nothing there to like then back it up. Like I like, said, you can't have a story if you don't know what any character wants, even out of the day. Like I don't need to know what you want out of your whole life. But like, if I don't even know where you want to end up the day, I have no investment in how your day goes. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that's it. There are there a lot of this movie makes you nauseous to watch, right? I, I agree with that. The handheld stuff is like, oh, God. If Blair Witch made you sick, this is like 20 times worse. And I don't know if it's because of all of the extreme close-up that was out of focus and shaky yes or what it was but it was it was rough for me who's easily motion sick right and i don't know what it is about like current day handheld you know i don't know if it's like they fake it in post or they do a little bit of stabilizing where it's like i can watch like a born film or some action movie where there is like shaky cam and you're like this is fine so i don't it's know it's in focus <laughs> 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 yeah, that is a huge piece of it as well. Um, this was never in focus. Yeah, that is yeah that is a huge part of it. So it, the best way I could sum up this film, I think, so there are two things I'll say. There are some movies that you watch, right, where if you miss like five minutes of the movie, like a cru like if you miss a crucial five minutes, you're fucked. Like you have no idea what the rest, like if you miss mm -hmm. the part of the matrix where he takes the pill, <laughs> right? And then you come back and you're like, whoa, what, what, what the hell's going on, right? This movie, you could watch the first five minutes and the last five minutes, and it would be an identical experience to watching the entire film. Like there is nothing in the middle beyond what you see in the beginning and the end, right? And that is, so that brings me to, and it's been a long time since I've pulled audio from a movie, but in this film, Keanu says it's wish fulfillment. It's exactly what I wanted the film itself to do. And I'd like to play that for you both right now. It's a short clip. Ready? Okay, maybe try and say something interesting. <laughs> I laughed so hard when he said... Maybe right. try and say something interesting. I was like, well, no one's accomplished that so far. That is exactly what I wanted from this film. I'm like, all of the pieces are here for this to be super, super interesting. Just say something. Someone needs to say a word. <laughs> and no, it's not there. So it's almost like it's almost self-aware. Like if, I, if it was a better film, that would have been meta. But it's not a very good film. So it was just like... It's obliviousness, really. <sighs> Do we um hate this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's later. That comes later. Oh, right. That comes Sorry. later. I Do we? <laughs> Let me ask both of you this, because I'm just like, is there anything about this movie, any facet of this movie that is good, in your opinion? I mean, everyone in it is vaguely attractive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like the waitress in the diner a lot. Yeah, she was credited, although I don't know if... Uh... I didn't look into it at all. She didn't look familiar to me. But she's very attractive, yeah. but also was very compelling in her 45 seconds on screen. Yeah. That's kind of, I feel like that's how we would all kind of act if Keanu was like eating and like if you worked at a diner and Keanu came in, you'd always be like looking over your shoulder at him, making sure he had enough coffee, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you could tell he was like a regular there and they had something of a rapport. It was nice. Yeah, I really expected that to go somewhere. Like, I thought there was a full <laughs> like backstory. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but nothing went anywhere. So the answer to my question is no. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing no. redeeming about this movie. It, yeah, that could be the case. I don't know. That's, it's a bummer. I try to find the silver lining. It's very difficult. This movie made it incredibly difficult to find anything good at all. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about Ellie Parker compared to this? Because there's so many similarities. Do you prefer Ellie Parker to this? 
if you told me it like i thought of you about 10 minutes into this movie and i was like oh whitney is gonna hate this fucking thing right like no like you were the first to come That's to mind funny. and it's like if you told me like this was a sequel to ellie parker or it was the same yeah. director i'd be like of course yeah. it is of course it is so ellie parker is not uh my most hated film but it's my second most <laughs> I just mean this versus Ellie Parker because they're so weirdly similar, which I was not expecting. I would, and this is again, this is just specific to me. I would go Ellie Parker over this one just mm -hmm. because I like Naomi Watts. Okay. And, and we, so we established that, but not in like a, I, I just thought that in that movie, there was at least something there in her character that you could maybe connect with. Like, well, that's the uh, thing like, is, you knew what she wanted at least. Yes. And that's why I hate Ellie Parker so much. I have, have I mentioned it every episode since we watched Ellie Parker, how much I hate <laughs> Ellie Parker. Yes. yes. And I am loath to admit it, but I think that this is worse than Ellie Parker. And I think that there's some stuff that I enjoyed more, but overall, at least Ellie Parker, I knew what Naomi wanted. I knew like what would make her day better at the end of the day. Yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah. Like just that one thing. And even at the end of this, after this big reveal and all this other stuff, you still, re there's no. You don't know anything about anybody. Right. We it's, don't know what Kiana wants. We don't know what either of the girls want. We don't know like what an ideal outcome is of any of this. The only thing that we know is what his mom wants. Right. Just to know that he's okay and if his cousin is there or mm -hmm. whoever that guy, whoever that random guy was. Yeah. So in that, in, in just that regard, I, I think everybody in this was like fine as an, as, as an actor, I guess. Like if this, I don't, they didn't really have anything to do. Like, mm -hmm. how many times can you point a camera at something? I did <laughs> like overall in a find movie. the average person in this movie more engaging than the average person in Ellie Parker. At least Keanu was in this one. <laughs> there, there is that, right? <laughs> we have to weigh it against the amount of Keanu we had. In uh, Ellie Parker, which was zero, essentially. Right. One shot and a hello, of how him are you? playing a bass. Yeah, I don't know if the amount of Keanu makes up, like, in this case, like, the his presence, like, uh, there were, uh, let's say there were five actors in this that were all just okay, right? Keanu being one of them. And then Ellie Parker, it was, it was really just her in that. And I'm like, but... I had more information, so it's like I'm it's like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. What do I want? I, I would go with Ellie Parker. It's, okay, there you go. Yeah, I didn't like any of the side characters in Ellie Parker. Don't get me wrong, and there was almost as much uncomfortable bullshit in that movie as there, like not in the there was not in a more traumatic way bullshit in this one, but right there was also a lot of uncomfortable nonsense bullshit in Ellie Parker as well. So. Exactly. So the, you're like, the I amount don't, of yeah. potentially triggering nonsense bullshit is pretty close to even. In these <laughs> right. It's it's staggering how similar. <laughs> it's like, oh, this was like this was supposed to be a gritty remake of Ellie Parker. Oh man, said no one ever. <laughs> so I think that's that. I think we covered everything. Right. I think that's is it. that about it? This is a nothing. This is a nothing film. Mm -hmm. Why does it exist? It's, this film does not exist. Yeah, why? It, Valerie, our user quote was correct. <laughs> Who are the people that let this happen? <laughs> like, it's like I'm a personally offended by money being spent on this. And I have not seen Ellie Parker, so I cannot weigh in. But I, I'm not going to see Ellie Parker <laughs> just based on this podcast. Yeah, I mean. It, it, uh, well, I think Whitney and I both agree that it's pro it's better than this. You you probably Eric, uh, this is momentous. You are probably here uh, for the worst episode, the worst <laughs> movie we've ever watched so far. I mean, that, and that's something. That is something. Thanks. <laughs> I guess. In, <laughs> in fairness, we'll have we'll have you back for a good one to bounce back. You know, mm -hmm. but.
I don't Good know about Lord. this season. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. John Wick is this season. I was going to say. <laughs> so, but then there's a whole lot more bullshit after John Wick. So uh-huh. 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 Okay. We're getting close to some good stuff. It's the, it's the start of the Keanu Sans. 2014. <laughs> We're, We're so there. close. We're almost We're there. We're so close. All right. Uh, is, it, is it time? I think it's time. Oh. I'm very nervous because, like I said, half the movie was so shaky and made me ill that I was not closely looking at the screen. So I'm going to have a rough, rough go of it this time. <laughs> this movie was so bad, I could barely keep my eyes on it. So <laughs> I will. Yeah, my last I paused this movie at 45 minutes in to like refresh my coffee. And I was like, how is there a fucking hour of this movie left? I cannot believe it. This this movie is March in that it is also <laughs> 723 days long. It's uh, crazy. Huh? I hate it. All right. Let's, let's get to turn the best this, part of the show. Let's turn this frown upside down, team. Here we go. Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose. I don't lose. I win. You know what I know. At Pop Quiz Assholes, our very own Quizzo show, where the host asks each of us three questions. If one of us gets it wrong, the other has a chance to steal. And if they get it wrong, the other person has a chance to steal, assuming they remember the remaining answer. Eric, it's very important to remember the answers. But Charles has been a bit more lenient as of just the last episode well, so we'll see that's just because he liked liz i i wouldn't it's potentially i wouldn't hold that hope for more leniency no, mm. yeah not, not not for us not for this crew points are not cumulative and only determine who wins the episode so everybody has a fair shake at getting their time in the sun we had the fanfare you heard it last week it's glorious someone will get that honor again this week but now i'd like to turn it over to our master of ceremonies charles nolan Hello, everyone. Hello, Charles. The bright spot in all the darkness. It's true. I am so excited to be here giving trivia to you all hey, about buddy. my favorite Keanu Reeves movie, The Man of Tai Chi. No! Charles. Wait a minute. Charles, no. What's your this favorite? is not The Man of Tai Chi episode. This, no, Charles, that's next. That Man of Tai Chi is next week. That, oh, this no. Is, this is Generation Um. Oh, goodness. Well, let me load up that trivia. <laughs> this movie is dull. <laughs> True. Perfect. 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 Well, I've got trivia ready to go. All right. I'm, I'm into it. Who uh, is it? Well, you take it away. You say who goes first and all that stuff. Eric, we'll start with you. All right. The story that Violet and Mia discuss in the car in the opening scene of the movie involves the queen of what country? Is it A, Spain, B, England, or C, Denmark? C, Denmark. That is correct. Coming out swinging. I like it. What's up? <laughs> Zoe wrote uh, in the chat, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that is a correct answer to any of these questions. Oh, that's true. That's true. No, that wasn't mean, Zoe. That was delightful. Thank you. Violet seemed to care quite a bit. <laughs> Whitney, moving on to the next question. <laughs> when walking around town, John stops to look at some video cameras in a pawn store window. What was the price of the least expensive camera? Was it $95, $99, or $120? I'm going to say $95. That is correct. Nicely done. See, you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it wasn't making me seasick. <laughs> That's true. So about 20 seconds cumulative of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Andrew. 
John's mother wrote him a check for his birthday in the amount of $75. What was the date on that check? Was it August 6th, 2010, September 7th, 2010, or October 8th, 2010? Uh... Just based on how people were dressed, I'm going to say September 7th, 2010. That is correct. Yes! Nice. At least the production design was on point. Honestly, <laughs> the production design of John's apartment is the only thing that was worth watching in this movie. That whole shitty yeah. two-bedroom like, two scenario with the curtains and all the like tech junk that he had kept to like try and fix and whatever it was really well done that's the only thing that's good in this movie <laughs> it's true i enjoyed it back up to the top of the round with eric finish this sick burn delivered in the movie <laughs> i wish blank ran in the family is it a brains b maturity or c rent Maturity. That is incorrect. Steal. Whitney. Rent. I wish rent ran in the family. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> the audio mix in this movie was not great. I can say that also. It definitely it was, was not. not. <laughs> <laughs> right. What did he say? Whitney. Lizzie works at a travel agency. What bird is the agency named after? Oh my god. Is it albatross, <laughs> egret, or ibis? I have no idea. I'm going to say ibis. That is incorrect. Steel. Andrew. Egret. That is incorrect. God damn it. Steel. <laughs> Eric. Albatross. That is correct. Nailed it. Guys, I remembered all the answers. Yeah, you did. Congratulations. <laughs> Perfect. That's a feat. It really it is. It is. You get a point for that. <laughs> Not just an additional point. You get the point that you just got, but it's still a point. <laughs> yes. Andrew. <laughs> Violet has a tattoo on her arm. What does it say? Oh. A. Get rid of you. B. I don't want the world. Or C. Live fast, die young. <laughs> um. Get rid of you. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> Going into the final round of regulation questions, and it is tied two to two to two. Three-way tie. This is unprecedented. This is most unprecedented. The stakes have never been higher. <laughs> In the movie with the lowest stakes yet. <laughs> so, yeah. Eric. We see a hotel a couple of times that turns out to have a more significant meaning. The first time we see it, John is sitting in his car when a security guard tells him he has to move. What hotel is it? Is it a Hilton, a Comfort Inn and Suites, or a Sheraton? It is a Sheraton, Charles. That is correct. Wow. <laughs> I knew that one. I was ready to steal. Too I've bad. Been foiled. That's right. <laughs> Don't foil yourself on this question because Whitney, it's your turn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Violet's roommate before Mia just disappeared. What was her name? Oh my God. Was it Tracy, Marie, or Lisa? Marie? That is incorrect. Steal. Andrew. Lisa. That is correct. Woo! <laughs> As total guess. It was written on the mailbox. 
crossed mm. out and Mia was written an, above it. Neat. Hmm. Charles f- watched far closer than we did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a mailbox. It was the only existence that I knew. A hundred agonizing minutes. (laughs) (laughs) For the final question in regulation, Andrew. When sitting in his car, how many times does John say happy birthday to himself? (laughs) I always get, oh God. (laughs) Three, four, or five? Five. That is incorrect. Shit. Deal. Whitney. Four. That is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> I definitely thought it was four. Steal. Eric. Three. That is correct. <laughs> God damn it. Heck of a way to break a tie. <laughs> it definitely felt like more. It, it did. did. At the end of regulation. The scores are Whitney with two, Andrew with three, and Eric with four. Tides turn quick. We have our usual bonus questions in a buzz-in style. If everyone could just remind me of your buzz-in sound, starting with Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot how delightful that was. Uh Whitney. Me. And Andrew. Thank you. (laughs) Bonus question number one. In the end credit film, what meal was made for everyone? Was it A, pasta, B, chicken, or C, veal? Me. Whitney. Pasta. Pasta is correct. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Pasta dinner are the actual terms that were used when they were talking about dinner. Great (laughs) pasta dinner. And I was like, what? That's a a phrase people use. Sure. No, not unless you're selling microwave dinners. (laughs) Pasta dinner. Pasta dinner. (laughs) Bonus question number two. John keeps his report card on his wall when he got straight A's because it was his what? Me. A. Whitney. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Charles. I know you hate that, but it was his zenith. (laughs) That is correct. Whoa. Whoa. Someone watched. Someone watched. Someone loves this film secretly. (laughs) I mean, I knew that one, and I do not love this film secretly. (laughs) Okay. Maybe. I, I don't know. I am currently scanning Whitney's diary, and she loves this movie. <laughs> Charles, that's an invasion Going of privacy. Into the final bonus question. Oh, boy. Andrew, if you get this right, it will be a three-way tie. I, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. At the very end of the credits... There is a collective thanks given to what group? Is it A, the squirrels in the park, B, diner waitresses, or C, the human race? C, the human race, that's Andrew, sorry. Andrew did not buzz in. Andrew. (laughs) The human race. That is incorrect. God damn it. Uh, Me. Uh, Eric was first. Eric. I don't know if it's the right answer, but I would personally like to thank diner waitresses. That is incorrect. Oh, no. Uh, Me then. Whitney. The squirrels in the park. The squirrels in the park. That is correct. Oh, it was close. It was. I certainly did not watch until the end of the credits, so it was really a crapshoot on who was going to win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fact that I watched until pasta dinner is kind of a miracle. 
I was really pissed off that there was stuff over the credits. <laughs> I have to watch these two. <laughs> you think you're done, and then nope, you're not. <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to the end of Pop Quiz Asshole. The final scores, Andrew has three. And with a stunning come from behind, every question right in the bonus round, Whitney wins. Excellent! Well done. Well done. I like my trivia like I like my women coming from behind. <laughs> Perfect. That's a real winning attitude also. So <laughs> got to give it up. Give it up for sportsmanship, everyone. <laughs> oh, Whitney does it again. Unbelievable. I got to log it as such. Got to log it as such. Okay. Well, Charles, as always, it is a pleasure having you here. It was a pleasure being here. You're a gentleman and a scholar, Charles. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know if I agree, <laughs> but I appreciate it. You are all scholars in my book. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you as well. So where, where are you <laughs> off to now? Uh, I am off to my void where I do nothing <laughs> but watch Keanu Reeves movies. And I'm going to watch any of them to get the taste of this <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> right. You get a head start on next uh, week. Yeah. You watch. That is correct. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. All right. Well, enjoy yourself in the void, Charles. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Okay. We got some. We got a, a meaty plot to get yeah. through here. For the plot synopsis, I just want to warn all of you that I lifted the plot synopsis whole cloth from Film School Rejects, a review that they <laughs> wow. did. It is two paragraphs long. <laughs> so if you would rather stop now and go read the Film School Rejects review, go for it. Otherwise, you get my uh, witty intonation. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. John. Keanu Reeves, is a Lower East Side-based driver for two young call girls, Violet and Mia, though he seems to hang out with them recreationally as well. It's John's birthday, and after stealing a large handheld camera from a group of hula-hooping cowboys, yes, you read that correctly, he starts filming everything from the water coming out of a drinking fountain to Violet and Mia snorting coke, drinking red wine, and spilling the details of their sexual histories. Hmm. Even though John steals the camera at around the film's halfway point, Man films most of Generation Um as if it is comprised of found footage. His camera gets right up into John's face as he eats an entire cupcake and spends several other extended periods of time drifting through mundane actions. It's as if both Man's camera and John's fictional camera both keep getting fixated on random objects and stare at them for a while. But staring at random things, like a couch cushion does not an engaging film make. And that's the end. That's all I have for my talk <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more interesting hearing you say that than it was to actually watch this film. Yeah, and I mean, that's... A better use of our time. I tried to write down what happened in the plot, but it's literally a minute and 45 seconds of Keanu Reeves eating a cupcake. <sighs> And then yeah. it's like a good minute and a half of the diner with the waitress, him getting his ketchup and his coffee and his whatever <laughs> before the the douche pimp comes in. Like, there, it's just, there, nothing happens in this movie. And trying to write down the plot, I actually tried to write down the plot from my own perspective and it was futile uh, because it, nothing happens. And so I was just writing down four minutes of dead air at a time. Yeah, that's about I right. Have, I have to say, I, I, the plot was so meandering and poor that I did not realize that it was edited out of sequence until we started recording and you mentioned it. <laughs> oh yeah, the whole, the whole blowjob in the bar, that girl being incredibly annoying thing for yep. his birthday was all the beforehand that was all a flashback yeah i didn't get any of that 
don't really that's, care. <laughs> that's an editing thing, right? If the, if you didn't get that, then the editing was bad, right? I mean, we already knew that the editing was bad. Right. I mean, everything about it is bad, but. What are you going to do? I, I got nothing, you guys. That's I mean, it. really. We're done. We're done. Yeah. We, we crushed this. I mean, not unlike this, my soul crushed <laughs> by this movie, we crushed back in this episode. Mm-hmm. It was. I do, I do feel uh, on a completely different random tangent that I need to tell Whitney that I did finally see Birds of Prey. And? And, and I loved it. It was fantastic. Yay! There you go. It's so good. I can't wait to see it again. It's definitely happening sometime this quarantine. Yeah. the uh, Actually, the one actress in this is apparently in Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Bo- Yana Novakovic? No, I don't know. Novakovic? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's in it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I did not see her. <laughs> right. Well, you weren't, in fairness, you probably weren't looking for her either. So there you go. True. So <laughs> feels <laughs> feels like it's not even worth asking. Do, let's just say at a, at a broader level, who are these twenty two who are these twenty two percent of people who recommend this film? What what's their deal? Uh I think a lot of it is because Rotten Tomatoes doesn't let you score less than you you can't score zero, I don't think. Oh, that so it's like a rounding error or something like yeah, that. I, I, Maybe there's I mean, we have that one that that was pulled that's a point five out of five. I think that's the lowest you can go. All right. Yeah. I mean there's probably one guy that thinks it's a deep movie. We all know that <laughs> that one guy that's like, yeah, The Matrix was good, but have you seen Generation Um? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's always the a Matrix guy. is too I corporate. Clear. You know, yeah. it's it has no heart. It has no soul. Yeah. Yeah. I I we don't recommend this. Yeah, no. it's already. I already put it down as not recommend. So correct. You would no. you would have to surprise me and say nay. <laughs> I do recommend it. And you can put it at the bottom of my list. Perfect. So it goes to the bottom of Eric's list. Now, here, Whitney, you got is I. I feel like I should have queued up a drum roll or something. I still really haven't decided, but I think that I have to. <laughs> I think that I have to default because I. When I ended the movie, and I, like I said, I had written pros and cons back and forth about which was worse, this or Ellie Parker, a lot while I was watching the movie. I think the fact that even though I was more engaged by some of the actors in this than overall in Ellie Parker, the fact that I know what Ellie Parker wants trumps anything in Generation Um, because I, none of the characters had any motivation at all. And so I think that Generation Um has to rank below Ellie Parker, even though on a moral level... I want Ellie Parker to be the last thing on my list. I think this one is worse. So it's the last one on my list. Generation um, and number 47. (laughs) Out of 47. 47 out of 47. Well, Whitney, I didn't think it would happen. I'm sure you didn't think it would happen. No, I was so certain that nothing was going to unseat our last picks. It could. It literally couldn't have for either of us, and yet, <laughs> and then it did. Here and yet, here we are, forty-seven with a bullet. Generation <laughs> um for me also. I was so sure that I was going to go to my grave saying that Ellie Parker was the worst movie I'd ever seen. I was so sure of it. Right, and not just the worst Keanu Reeves movie no, you've ever seen. No, just the worst seen. movie. Right. No. No qualifier required. No. Just period. But here we are. Blanket worst ever. And yet, I think Generation Um is worse. <laughs> Zoe's over here in the chat. She said, I wouldn't put it on the list out of spite. Oh. <laughs> I don't even acknowledge it as a film that he was in. I wish I could not acknowledge it. But unfortunately, that's the whole point of this podcast. I think you would be hard pressed to find a worse film. Period. 
I mean, I'm sure it exists, but this is not one of those. Again, it's not one of those situations where it's so bad it's good. It's just not. It's it's nothing. It's nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Which is a bummer, but hopefully, hopefully our luck turns around. <laughs> that brings us to next week, where we will be talking about the Man of Tai Chi. I have not seen this movie. I think Nor Whitney, I. you said right. Eric, have you seen this movie? I haven't seen it either. Is this the one he directed? Yes. I know that a lot of people have talked a lot about Man of Tai Chi. A lot of people have been excited. Uh, I've had more people than any other episode come to me to ask to guest host on it. Um, So it's a big deal with certain people. I have never seen it. That is interesting. And yeah, Eric, that is correct. He did direct this. He direct, directed, and I think this is a co-starring role. I don't think he's the lead. I think he is one of two leads, if I'm not mistaken, just from some of the marketing materials here. Yeah, I think this was the one that he did with Tiger Chen, who he met on The Matrix, because Chen worked with the Yuan Wu Ping. I think is the guy who did all the wire work. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. And directing, this will be interesting to see. This is one of two movies that he has uh, directed. The other one is a documentary that we will cover probably in a bonus episode because it kind of falls. He's not in it. He's just the narrator. But looks like there's a budget for this one. Looks like there's a story. I don't know how good or bad it is, but uh, chat seems to uh, suggest that it's pretty good. Better. It can't get worse. It literally can't get worse. And so I there you go. I <laughs> might fall over dead if it gets worse. <laughs> this is a really weird period of his career. Mm-hmm. Where, where like, you can't, you can't predict anything he's going to do. Again, took some, cho- took some chances, made some choices. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. So Man of Tai Chi. We'll probably have a cool guest on for that. If, We're uh, tantalizingly can... close to John Wick. That's all. That's what I'm oh. focusing on. I know we've got We're 47 so Ronin. I know Man of Tai Chi is like a thing, but John Wick. We're almost there. Yeah, we're going to have to recalibrate next because we're in like that. We're in that 2012, 2013. So we'll regroup and see like what other movies were out around this time mm-hmm. to give us a nice, mm-hmm. you know, a nice palette mm-hmm. to work off of. But very close. Very cool. Everything's been logged. No recommends. Worst film we've ever seen. Perfect. <laughs> what a, per- a perfect episode if I've ever been on one. <laughs> As always, we'll be back in your ear holes next week. But until then, Eric, tell the fine folks where they can find and follow you on the interwebs. Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Platypus He's Jones. big on Pinterest. And I'm big on Pinterest. <laughs> That's a true statement. He's big Is on it really? Pinterest. Yeah. Ah, for what? Am I, what are you curating over on Pinterest? What's like a board that you would have over there? So I have like a couple of boards. Um, there's like fashion and cars and that sort of thing. But really, I, I, it's just because I was an early adopter and my my board seemed to get pushed. So I have like 300,000 followers on Pinterest. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> nice. We, how can we leverage this market for the podcast? <laughs> So Pinterest is where people should go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Platypus Jones on there as well. Same thing. Uh All right. Great. (laughs) Whitney, what obscure social media platform do you have a massive following on? I'm just glad to have outed Eric on Pinterest. So (laughs) follow. That's, That's my shout out for the week. Go follow Eric on Pinterest. Perfect. Joined his 300,000 followers or whatever nonsense is happening there. I'm logging in like right after this podcast to do it. So there you go. <laughs> I have not been on Pinterest in years. You and 90% of the world. Follow me uh, Twitter, Instagram at Dark Driving. And right after this, I will be uh, hopping on Twitch, which if you're watching live on Twitch, some of you seem to be uh gonna be playing some resident evil resistance it's multiplayer beta so that should be fun hopefully i haven't 
it didn't work last week, which was a bummer. So hopefully it works this week. And uh, that's about it. I think uh, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. It was bad, gang. Thank you. (laughs) It was really bad. Some of these feel like a favor, and this is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for taking one for the team. Yeah, this one was a favor.